millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Another day, another revelation about a Downing Street party. What a surprise. This is different from that cheese and wine party uh, that we've uh, seen those photographs of everyone sitting around. What is the obsession for cheese and wine at number 10? Uh, And that lovely sunny day on the 15th of May because Downing Street staff were working so hard they needed a party, well, pretty much once a week it would appear. We've seen all those uh, reports about those parties in December 2020 again uh, when we were, largely London was in either tier three or tier four, lots of the country unable uh, to meet up with loved ones and lots of businesses closed. But no, no, um, Downing Street partying then. Latest revelations go a little bit further. There's an email trail, an email sent out uh, by the Prime Minister's own principal private secretary. Uh, This is a guy called Martin Reynolds saying, we thought it would be nice to make the most of the lovely weather. 20th of May 2020, on a day when there was no, no, no circumstance in which you could meet outdoors with anyone other than someone you lived with. Or one other person. The rules had recently been changed. You'd have to meet one other person outdoors. No mixing indoors whatsoever. No mixing even in a private garden. Non-essential shops were still closed. Pubs and restaurants, all hospitality, still closed. Schools still closed to other, any kids other than essential workers. Um, rule of six outdoors wasn't in place for, for quite another few weeks. And only an hour or so before, the culture secretary, as he then was, Olivia Dowden, hosted the number 10 press conference that evening, reiterating uh, the fact that you were not allowed uh, to meet uh, other households unless it was just one other person. 363, 363 deaths had been announced that day and almost 10,000 people were in hospital. You couldn't attend a funeral. You couldn't visit a loved one in a care home. You couldn't uh, be with a loved one in a hospital. Um, what else was going on? I mean, our lives were completely controlled. But number 10? No. Bring a bottle parties. Absolutely outrageous. Well, let's talk about this with the editor of Spiked Online, Tom Slater. Good morning to you, Tom. Morning, Julia. Um, I, I, I thought it couldn't get any worse, um, but it keeps getting worse. Now, these, these parties, I mean, we're talking, you know, what was it, 20-odd months uh, uh, ago. Um, whether these parties were in December 2020 or May 2020, whether they were bring your own bottle or whether someone else provided the cheese, um, uh, you know, it seems to me, number 10, um, I'm going to use a phrase I think I can get away with on radio, taking the mick ever so slightly out of the rest of us. Do you think it is tenable? For anybody who attended that party or organised that party, that they should still be in a job tomorrow? 
it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I tend to think that the fate, particularly of a prime minister, who, as we you know, should remember, was at this particular party, should be decided by the electorate rather than just kind of you know scandals and all the rest of it. But at the same time, you you kind of realise like this feels so much more significant than the ones that we've had previously. I've had a pretty high threshold for a lot of these party stories just because of the fact that some of them are often a little bit borderline. There's also a kind of slightly irritating element of just trying to kind of find even the most minor rule breach and then present it as something really significant. This is an entirely different league. It's the first lockdown when the rules are so strict. People are so petrified. Within an hour of this bash taking place, you've got Oliver Dowden telling people that they can only possibly meet one extra person outside. You've got thousands of cases of people having been prosecuted for probably holding an event that pales in comparison to this yeah. one that we hold in the Downing Street garden. And it just raises that question of how much of this can this government and its reputation withstand, especially because this government hasn't got a lot else going for it at this point, shall we say, which makes these scandals, I think, even more difficult for them yeah. to weather. So who knows what happens next? But it's just it's very difficult to see how they can recover their reputation. From this point. Well, well, absolutely. And and again, there there are different criticisms of this. I mean, there are lots of people saying, and I, I see this whenever you see these reports, this one comes from ITV. Previously, we had the Mirror exposing these. An awful lot of these, frankly, are being fed by Dominic Cummings. That's why everyone knows these stories are coming out. Uh, the, the AIDS close, former AIDS close to him. But um, a lot of this is focused on this idea that, well, because, you know, it was these rules were in place. They were keeping people alive breaking up the rules and how terrible that was while people were dying of COVID. People were also dying of other things that were being untreated. People were also having their lives and their livelihoods, their mental health and their physical health completely trashed by these rules. My argument on this is very different, I think, from some of the criticisms that people make. And I have a feeling that, that you might e e echo some of this at, at Spike, which it's, it's not that they broke the rules and that the rules were absolutely vital to keep us alive. It, it's that they knew the rules weren't vital. They knew they weren't necessary. They knew that a whole group of them meeting outdoors or even indoors uh, as a bunch of healthy people at that time, given they worked together all day, wasn't going to put anyone at risk. They knew that because the rules were stupid and they all knew the rules were stupid, but they imposed the rules on everyone else. And I, I vividly remember um, the 20th of May, cause I'm, and I looked up my diary to be sure, but I was pretty sure, no, I, date is fixed in my mind, that I had visited my mum. Uh, on that day. It was the first time I'd seen her since COVID began. And I remember we'd cancelled seeing each other uh, in, in, in February because, um, because you know, COVID, there was always talk about COVID and, and, and she'd had some health problems beforehand and in her late 70s. And then, and then you know, March, you know, we, we I think, you know, then, then we, you know, it was really hitting, so she didn't visit. And then we were in lockdown and, and I spoke to her every day, but I did not see her. Um, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, mum, if you're up this early. I doubt it. Uh, um, but, um, but I, I remember vividly that was the first time and I remember being on the train. I remember being at Paddington Station and the station was empty. There were maybe four other people on the train. I remember feeling quite anxious about, about whether or not I was, you know, I was going to bring this disease to my mum. You know, and we met outdoors. We stuck with those rules. Meanwhile, on that day, they were having a bring a bottle party in number 10. I I, I, it, is, it is not possible for me to stay on air and say what I really think right now. Put it that way, Tom. It is, it's exactly that point, which is to say that so many of these scandals, I think, basically revolve around the fact that number 10 government advisers trust themselves to be sensible yes. um, whilst trying to go about their business, but don't trust us. It's like the Dominic Cummings thing. Which, um, which of course, yeah. emerged to Barnard Castle. History mm -hmm. to Barnard Castle. That emerged two days later on May the 22nd. 
And as a lot of people are pointing out, you know, <laughs> wondering why so many ministers were willing to really go to bat for Dominic Cummings. I think we can see one of the reasons for this exactly here. And, you know, that's a good example. This is something where, you know, he just drove to the countryside to self-isolate with his family, um, which, of course, didn't seem to come into contact with anyone else. There's a the whole Barnard Castle bit, which is obviously the bit where he seems to have broken the rules, to be perfectly frank. But you kind of feel like in the grand scheme of things, is this bit that big of a deal? He wasn't having, you know, packed dinner parties while infectious, using your own judgment, all the rest mm. of it. But they denied the right for us to use our own judgment to yeah. think, Maybe I'll have some people around, but we will stay two metres apart and in the back garden. Maybe I will drive somewhere else to self-isolate just because it will be more comfortable yeah. being with family. That will be better. They denied us the right yeah. to make... I mean, and for my family, you know, seven of us had already had COVID. Why couldn't yeah. we all meet up? Because they, it's, it's again, they kind of ha with these rules, they always had in mind this kind of lowest common denominator, this idea that we were yeah. all idiots. The, the rules yeah. had to be strict in their minds because otherwise we would just overinterpret them, forget about the pandemic, not care. That's essentially the kind of yeah. calculation they were making. Yeah. And that's where a lot of this comes from. And, and, that, and that for me, I think you really hit the nail on the head there. This isn't, again, this isn't about necessarily just hypocrisy or one rule for them, one rule for us. My God, we've, we've, we've seen enough of that over the years with many different governments, but particularly with this government. It is the idea that this is a government, and, and I, th I think we see this again and again, but perhaps it's more more obvious when we are during a pandemic. And I think Labour would have been not just as bad, but even worse, frankly. Um, I think we would be lucky to not to have been in lockdown in Australia style if, if Labour had been in charge at this rate. But it, it's this idea that the people in charge think the rest of us are not just stupid, but immoral. They think we won't act to protect ourselves, our loved ones or, or our fellow you know, countrymen and women, our neighbours, uh, you know, elderly. They, they, they think that we are, we're dumb, we're ignorant, we're, we, we can't make decisions. To, to, you know, we, we, need, we need to be sort of treated like children. I really object to that. In a democracy, if the people in charge elected by the people don't respect the people who've elected them, that is a really big question. Now, we, we had that battle from 2016 onwards with the Remainers, sorry, not Remainers, Remainers, quite happy for you to vote Remain, no problem at all, perfectly valid position. But Remainers, the people who said that, the people who'd voted for Brexit didn't know what they voted for. They were stupid. They didn't realise we'll, we'll have to undo the, the bad decision they made. That, that was fundamental to how, uh, I mean, frankly, obscene that position was to not accept the outcome of that vote. And I thought with the election of, of Boris Johnson and that you know determination to get Brexit done, that was showing respect to, yes, us ordinary voters, whether people have got a degree or left school at 16 or, or you know, it doesn't matter. But just having respect that each person's opinion in a democracy does matter. Um, what happened with um, COVID and the lockdowns and this obvious breach of these rules was they never thought those rules were necessary, but they brought them in anyway because they thought the rest of us were too stupid to make the right decisions and that is obscene it is obscene and it's the core of why we have these we had these restrictions in the first place which yeah. was you can't trust people to follow guidance you can't trust people to listen to the evidence you can't trust people to take this seriously which by the way flies completely in the face of what actually happened i mean people yep. were locking themselves down before there was a lockdown they didn't need these legal restrictions as they did this christmas as, exactly. as everyone i know was being really careful around their their elderly loved ones uh, it just comes down fundamentally to that question of trust is that the people in positions of power do not trust the electorate to be responsible individuals. And that could be whether or not in terms of what they're voting for or how they're carrying on during a pandemic. And this has just been another perfect example of that. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. 
If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.